has lived through an eating disorder knows that it is mentally destructive. It corrupts your mind as much as it corrupts your body. And it was a process of learning to love myself again. everybody this is Kelsey Lowe and you are listening to joyfully you podcast today's a very special day because I am with a close friend and we met like literally in like third or fourth grade and from whatever reason like maybe the reason is for this podcast right here with you is we've been brought back together and I'm with her right now and I haven't seen her in 15 years and this is just so exciting um, a lot of the things that we stand for in our own lives are overlapping and a lot of the experiences that we've had that have led us to where we are, you know, we get to find joy in. And so today we're going to be diving into how everything on the journey matters and how whether we want to call it good, bad, or ugly, it all matters. It's all important. It's all a part of our process. So you are listening to Joyfully You and you know how much I love playtime. You know how I love getting in touch with that inner child. Um, I am someone who operates in her masculine a lot. And so that inner child time and that playtime is sacred to me because that's what brings me balance. So thank you for joining us because we want to play. We want to explore. And Jordy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. So tell us a little bit about how, what your vision is of how you're serving men and women right now. It's mainly women that you, that you serve right now, right? It's mainly women, a lot, mainly moms. Mm -hmm. I love serving mamas. I've been a nanny for a really long time and have just always been drawn to a mother's heart and a mother's journey. So that's mainly where I'm at right now and love, love it. It's beautiful and tender and real and raw. Moms get real, real fast, which I love and appreciate so much. Like they just like give it to you as it oh, is. as is. No funny business. It's amazing. And I've been loving it so much. That is so awesome. Mm -hmm. So what is, what is like something that comes up for moms over and over? So just as like a side note, uh, Jordy does... Uh, she does workouts with people and she does customized plans for people. And so you're with them literally during the sweating, mm -hmm. sometimes the crying. The nitty gritty and lots of crying. Lots of crying. <laughs> lots of crying. <laughs> so what would you say is like the most common thing that you see women dealing with and struggling with? On a regular basis, whenever we meet, it it's hard. Your body literally becomes a home for nine months to someone you've never met and you want to provide, and I'm not a mother myself. I've just been a nanny for a long time and worked with moms and kids of all ages. Um, but you want to give everything and you do give everything to this little person. And it's so easy to take a huge step back from yourself. And something that I am confronted with all the time is mom saying I I've lost myself I I don't know what my joy is anymore I don't know where my excitement is anymore I don't know where my my excitement is within my body and kind of like your confidence in your body that's lost along the way as well and so a lot of um a lot of talk of like, oh, my body isn't what it used to be, or mm. it's it's changed into this. I it used to be that. So like living of, in the past, completely. Mm -hmm. 
So what do you tell them? Like you would, you, okay. We were, we were kind of chatting earlier, so I got a little bit more inside scoop. You're just now joining us, but, um, you would kind of mention like some girls being like this flabby stomach is getting in the way of my burpees. (laughs) Something that I always tell women is you literally made a human, your body, you literally created a person that is now on the planet living a complete life growing into an adult that will lead a totally independent existence. You literally created that with your body. Love every bit of it, every extra curve, every extra wiggle, literally created. Who knows the potential of what you've created? No matter what, it is beautiful. And so I just tell women, like, you literally made a person. Like, who cares about the flab and the the rolls and the jiggles? Like, it is so much bigger and greater than that. And there's so much to celebrate in all of that. Oh, I love that. I totally love that. That's, like, giving me goosebumps. Like, I myself, I'm not a mom yet. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to being a mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once I am faced with that, of loving myself through every phase of the process, Mm -hmm you know, I'll have a little bit more to speak on it, you know? It, yeah. And that also kind of relays another topic that I really am excited to talk to you about of loving ourselves through the process, yes, the before, ma'am. the middle, and the after. <laughs> you know, we can talk about it being like pregnancy. And actually, someone used the analogy of pregnancy being like um, starting a business. Where Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like super emotional, like the process of starting it and like mm-hmm. being in, I would say, that first year. And that's kind of where I'm at is that first mm-hmm. year where I don't think I've really given birth yet. You know, I would say like once I hit like a six figure month, that's like when I've given birth, like uh-huh. all, or I don't know, but like those pains <laughs> of going through, of knowing you're creating something that's a part of you mm. and it is going to change your body, but it's not going to destroy your body. Completely. It's actually adding to your body. That's what I tell women all the time is it feels like you're losing something through all of that, but you really are gaining tenfold. And it's hard to see initially, but once you put that little bit of time and a little bit of care back into yourself, you see all that you've created, not only for another human, but for yourself to take advantage of, not to hate on and think is like gross, Mm -hmm. but there's so much beauty you've just now added into your life. Definitely. And so what would you say to the women that maybe do have that flab or do have like those stretch marks, but they Mm. haven't had a baby yet? I would say a lot of um, my Mm. listeners and a lot of you beautiful women out there, some Mm. of you have kids, but I would say majority of you don't. So what would you say to that girl when she's like, my flab's getting in the way of my burpee? Mm. Do you know what? It's like, it's such a tender thing, but I think Kelsey and I were talking earlier about some things that I've gone through in my life. And one of them is an eating disorder at a young age when I was in high school. And I always was a curvy gal from an early age. I had boobs and a butt and a waist. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, what's going on? What are these bumps? Like, stretch marks at, like, nine. And I was like, what? What are these? Like, And it's so, so sad that... I just love where culture is going now and it is encouraging so much more love towards that. But at the time there was so much like disgust towards that with women. And it, it's so, so sad. I remember I always talk about when people are asking about that time period in my life. I always remembered this teen Vogue 
magazine that I bought for myself and every single image was this like stick figure girl and that was what was being told as beautiful and I ended up I literally starved myself I thought this butt these boobs these curves these are disgusting and I starved myself and I'm getting like super emotional talking about it, <laughs> but um, I ended up losing my period for over a year, and eventually my mom caught on to what I was doing. That this wasn't just you know a growing stage of you know like lengthening or whatever. It was it was a problem, and she made me go to the doctor. And I remember that the doctor asked my mom to leave the room, and said, you know, I know what's happening and if this doesn't stop, you will never be able to have children. And being a mom is my biggest dream in life. I cannot wait. I've always just been so had such anticipation for that stage of life and to be told that this self-hatred was going to stop that. I literally made an immediate change. It was hard. Anyone who has lived through an eating disorder knows that it is mentally destructive. It corrupts your mind as much as it corrupts your body. And it was a process of learning to love myself again. Um, but as I kind of like rebelled completely because I was so passionate about being a mom and about that being a part of my story someday that I literally rebelled completely against it and ended up just like eating as much as humanly <laughs> possible. <laughs> so like one extreme to the next? Yes. So a part of my journey is finding balance. But I literally went to the opposite spectrum and rebelled against fitness which is something I've always just been excited about playing sports and doing all of that I rebelled against that I ate all the crap that I wanted to and I was just like screw this I'm gonna have a baby someday and I'm gonna put these curves back on <laughs> like <laughs> so I ended up gaining a lot of weight and being that total like self-hatred mode again and taking it to an extreme and I'm kind of like telling a big story all around one question. Um, but through all of that, I ended up meeting my husband and he plays a massive role in how I learned how to love myself. Um, and he's just incredible. And one of the things I love most about him is he is the first man I've ever known to point out like a plus size model or mannequin and be like, that is amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I heard him like see a billboard and be like, wow, that's so awesome. Like that girl's super curvy. And like, she's like a plus size model doing her thing. Like that is amazing. Amazing. And I was just like, like, that's okay. Like, oh my God, you like, love that? I can, <laughs> I can be like my curvy self and be loved and that be beautiful. Like what? <laughs> it literally blew my mind. Couldn't believe it. It was so outside of everything I had grown up being told and believing um and I was like this rules like <laughs> and I I just adore him so much and he's played a massive role in learning to love those curves and what I would tell any woman 
that struggles whether you are a mom or not and you are just a curvy woman and you have a hard time loving that about yourself, you are able to wake up each day, you're able to get out of bed each day, pursue things you love, enjoy the sunshine on your face and the breeze in your hair. If you can lift a coffee cup to your lips and enjoy that cup of coffee, whatever, that is beautiful. You're able to live life because of this body that you're in. Who cares? Like the size, I tell everyone, come to my workout classes, feel fed, feel energized. But my goal for you is not for you to fit into that like size two you used to, that you're obsessing about. Get rid of that obsession. Love yourself because yourself gets you to every beautiful bit of your day, every single day, every single moment that body moves you and that is a beautiful thing. Mm, I love that. Uh, someone had explained it to me once that our body's a vehicle yes. and how we take care of our vehicle will determine like what ride we're cruising in later. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and someone asked me, he he was super raw with me, my friend Brian, and he's like, Kelsey, do you, do you want to be driving a beat up 98 Civic? <laughs> no, or do you want to be in that Lamborghini you're supposed to be in? That Lambo. That Lambo. And I was in my mind, I'm like, what about Maserati? You know? <laughs> and But it was such a great analogy for me because I experienced something similar where I drastically was not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Where the thought of taking care of myself was so far out because I just wanted to numb the pain of my past choices and experiences. Like, I didn't know how to, like, humanize it because mentally mm-hmm. I didn't know how to process the pain. I didn't know how to... Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to, like... It's almost like I was punishing myself. Yeah. And I had this whole, and I do believe there were creatures of habit. And I myself had this, not really an obsession about my weight. Like that's something, it was just more of, I would smoke cigarettes like crazy. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, oh man, like when I have kids, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to smoke for nine months. And I was only willing to quit for motherhood, but not for for myself. Yeah, yeah, like, and even all the times in the past when I had tried to quit, it was because, oh, I, oh, I'm so happy I'm dating this guy and he doesn't like cigarettes. Like, that would make me excited because because wow. I so desperately wanted a reason to quit, but I didn't know how to choose myself. And, like, I reached, like, an all-time low. I was living in Cusco, Peru, and that's 11,000 feet. It is very, very high. And I was still smoking cigarettes so much to where oh I gosh. think that, like, like my lung, like there was like, I literally was like, Oh my God, I think I've tore my lung or I have a a wound in my lung because I couldn't take a deep breath without a knife feeling. And my mom was coming to visit me and I was so relieved. I was so happy. My mom was coming because I knew, Oh, I don't smoke cigarettes in front of my mom. So I get to not smoke so I can feel how trippy. Like I had that little of Mm. my own self control. I mean, with pain comes purpose guys. Like I felt so in pain that I, that I wasn't in control of my own self. Mm. Like that's exactly where all of this empowerment and confidence and motivation comes from because I myself have felt so disempowered in my own body and my own vehicle. Mm. Like I didn't know how to be in control to do things that was right for myself, mm-hmm. to truly, to truly love myself. Wow. And so it's like, but even looking back, like something that you always talk about is when you look back at that girl that was, that was extremely malnourished or that girl that was extremely, extremely nourished, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you, you always talk about how you're like, I love those girls. Yes. I love those girls no matter mm-hmm. what. 
And it's like looking back, like I still love that girl Absolutely. that like couldn't fucking breathe because she was poisoning herself whenever no one was looking. And so ladies, that's also too, I want to point that out. What are you doing when no one's looking? Mm. Cause that's, that's where it's at. That's where we can re- get really raw with ourselves. Okay. And just like a shameless input, like I'm doing a five day confidence challenge. And like, if this message is speaking to you, then the confidence challenge is really going to speak to you because there's some exercises in there that like, don't take a long time, but they're extremely impactful. Mm -hmm. Like looking yourself in the mirror and saying different confirmations while affirmations while staring yourself in the eyes. That was so uncomfortable for me. Something that I never thought that I'd be able to do because I didn't like what I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I liked what I saw on the outside. I, I've always known, I've always known and loved my exterior beauty, but I thought I, I, I thought I was just disgusting on the inside, Mm. but I had to experience all of that. I had to experience all of that in order to be on the journey of getting where I am now. Like with pain comes purpose. Like I, I might not be here today if I didn't go through that Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have any idea of how to talk to different women that maybe are experiencing this without experiencing it myself mm-hmm. of feeling powerless to drugs or powerless to, or relationships, mm-hmm. you know, and looking back now, I, I love that girl Yes. through every different part of that journey. Mm-hmm. I love her. Every single version and piece of her has without one of those versions of you, you wouldn't be where you're at today. And that's something that I share a lot about myself when people ask like, oh my gosh, like you see now like fitness and health and wellness and self-love are huge pieces of me in this chapter of life that I celebrate every single day. But it's so easy to just see that. I would never ever be where I'm at in a place of self-love and celebration had I not gone through absolute hell and all of those different stages of literally (laughs) tearing apart myself, being medicated for depression, all of those different pieces of me that aren't so pretty, those, they actually are because they've brought me to where I'm at now. And I'm so, as painful as those moments of life were, I'm so, so grateful for them. And I think that culturally now, we're kind of told to just push those things away. You know, focus on like the beauty, the the physical, the the mask of it all. Yeah. And Or people will be like, don't be negative. Exactly. And it's like, actually, let's get real. Like, I was, like, (laughs) I was not in a good place, and that's okay. That is because I'm human, and this whole thing is called a journey for a reason. It has major ups and major downs, and you can't have just one of those things. Mm -hmm. You need to have both in order to pursue and become the person you want to be. And, I mean, even for myself, like, I didn't even know who I that I wanted to be where I'm at now. And those moments have brought me to a place I never even thought possible for myself, you know? Yeah. So it's like celebrate those chapters that were dark and not fun and lonely. Celebrate them because they've brought you to where you're at. Absolutely. What about the people that are still in it right now? That are still in it? 
That's a really good question. Um, for myself, I literally had to wait for my light bulb moment. And I know that that's painful. Cling on to pursuing the root cause of things that are going on in your life. Stop trying to cover things up. Stop trying to find an easy fix. Get to the root of it ASAP. Pursue counseling. Pursue that honest reciprocal friendship that's going to meet you where you're at and get gritty with you. That's not going to sugarcoat everything. Remove toxicity from your life and get real and address those things. Because I know for a long time I just tried. I was like, those those things, I, I can't face them. I'm not strong enough. I don't want to. But as soon as I did and I opened that door, it was a total floodgate of horrible like it was so painful it was heavy and dark and I didn't think that I could push through it but I did and I still am truthfully like some of those things will still fall out and I'm like oh my gosh I didn't know that that was still there but it mm. is but to those who are still struggling don't be afraid to find the root cause of where your pain is coming from wow that's powerful that really is. And I love that you said that like, it's still an ongoing process mm -hmm. of healing. And for me, it's the duration between the trigger of noticing like, oh, whoa, I guess I'm still a little hurt from that yeah. memory. <laughs> um, but the bounce back, the shifting from mm -hmm. the trigger, the, something that triggers us, but bouncing back to our our clear centered self, yes. you know, in the past, it's something that could derail me for a couple days. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, it'll be like, 10 minutes. You become stronger. Yeah. You become more resilient and you get to know yourself. Getting down to those root causes allows you to open up. Who am I? Who is Kelsey? Who is Jordy? What do I believe? What do I want in life? Mm -hmm. Opening up to yourself and getting real allows you to do that. And that creates strength and resilience mm -hmm. like you've never known before. Yeah. And being able to ask, who is Kelsey apart from parents? <laughs> you know, because exactly. for, even for me, like, I remember a close family member of mine, multiple family members of mine that were very addicted to cigarettes that couldn't, that still, either some that have passed away and some that are still existing and living with their addiction. And I remember someone close to me saying, like, I'm addicted like heroin to this stuff. Oh. And I was really young and I remember thinking like, I don't ever want to smoke. But then the second I started smoking, I, w I remember thinking, oh, I'm above this. I'm not going to get addicted mm. like her. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, if she believes it's as strong as heroin, then maybe I'm just like her. Mm. Maybe since she can't quit, I can't either. Maybe since, you know, I, and, and I remember my mom getting really serious with me and being like, you know, don't you, don't you want to look good? you know, don't, don't you care about your face? Like, don't you care about aging and like prematurely aging? She's like, you, you've seen people who smoke, like you don't want to look like that. And in my mind, I was like, no, I don't want to look like that. But I, I was in such a dark place that it was like, yeah, but the outside will match the inside. Like how, mm. how ugly is that thought wow. process? But I truly believe that, like, similar to what you said, is because I let myself feel all those feels, mm -hmm. all of those deep, dark things, I leaned into it yes. in a, 
I leaned into it with the intention of healing. With purpose. Yes. Yeah. I didn't lean into it with the intention of it just... drowning you. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think there's a difference. Like, yeah. if you're leaning into your pain because you want to focus on the solution versus leaning into your pain because you just want to, like... Settle. Oh, poor me. Mm-hmm. Like, this happened to me. It's that victim mode of, like, no everyone feels parties. sorry for me. Yeah. Yeah. But the difference with my situation is I was the one personally self-sabotaging. And from the outside, everything looked perfect. Everything looked great. It's when I was by myself, shut that door, Mm. that that's when the dark side came out. Mm. And I didn't let anyone into that. And so that's like, you know, different women that I attract in my tribe that I want to speak to, that I want to serve, is that girl. Mm. That girl that might not be willing to admit what actually goes through her mind Mm -hmm. when the door is closed, when no one's around, when you don't have someone else to bounce your identity off of. Absolutely. I would always want to surround myself with amazing people because I wanted to bounce my identity off of their amazingness. And there was an amazingness within me that I just didn't recognize. Mm -hmm. Like if we're hanging out with someone, we're a reflection of them. And I didn't, I, I wasn't willing to like recognize all the stuff in, inside of me, you know, like all the things that I freaking love about myself yeah. now, um, I, I hated about myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it, it's just crazy how the, the shift happens. And I mean, something that I admit, shared with you before, each time I've had a major shift in the trajectory of my life has been after someone has died mm-hmm. and where all of a sudden, things become very black or black and white. Yes. You know, it's either, okay, I'm either living or I'm dying. I'm either thriving or I'm surviving. Mm-hmm. Which do I want to be? Because <laughs> just seeing like that family member literally on their dying last days, all I kept thinking about was, I don't want to regret anything in my life. Yep. I don't want to think back and think, what would it have been like if I would have traveled the world? Mm. Like, I didn't want to have those regrets. So it's like the fear of having those what ifs fueled me to propel forward yeah. in my dreams and not give a shit because I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, I just saw someone die in front of me like multiple times. So nothing's really important when it comes down to dying (laughs) it sounds like kind of extreme but it's true but it is complete truth and like we were talking about earlier don't live (laughs) the same day every day and call that living I feel like so many people are in that place they think that is the only thing that they have they put themselves in this tiny box of this being life This one thing categorizing my life, this one trauma or this one imperfection or this one insecurity, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, that's the box I live in. And I don't want to be in that box for the rest of my life. And I had to confront that. I was living in that. I was living in total self-hatred mode. But you got to address it (laughs) and get real with yourself and surround your people, yourself with people who are going to support that journey. Mm. And be there with you through it because I do not believe life is something that we're to do by ourselves. Yeah, Community I, I agree. is there. People are there. Feed off of that positivity and mm-hmm. that support and love. Reciprocate it. Give it back. Yeah. And life becomes so beautiful and you heal. And you're going to go through difficulty 
all throughout life. But like we were just saying earlier, you become stronger and resilient. You learn to appreciate it and grow from it rather than it being this one thing that just stifles you and pushes you down. Mm, yeah. You see struggle as something you can grow from and learn from. Yeah. So it's not a disability anymore. It's a huge asset to your life. It's just how you respond to it. Yeah, and how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that's been kind of my biggest growing area is anytime I'm having a struggle or feeling off, it's like, okay, what is the universe trying to teach me right mm-hmm. now? What lesson do I get to learn? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It just got real. It just got real. <laughs> Guys, I was crying. I'm like still wiping the tears from under my eyes. Like I didn't know I was going to get this real, but hey. That's what it's all about. That's what it is. That is what it's yeah. all about. And, you know, I don't want people to sugarcoat it for me, so mm-hmm. I, I, I will never do that for you guys as well. And I know that my audience hears me say a lot, you know, be in environments that serve you. Like, I always talk about doing things that serve me, and not from a selfish way, but in, in a way that, is this going to contribute to the person that I want to be? Because, mm-hmm. guys, I don't give a shit what you do. I don't care what your job is. I don't care what um, how high up you are in the ranks of your corporate job or if you are working at McDonald's. I literally don't care. What I do care about is who you be, who you show up, how you – we are not human doings. We are human beings. And so if you're showing up with joy, if you're showing up with um, positivity, if you're showing up with rigor mm-hmm. and commitment and determination that – whatever your goals and dreams are, are going to come true. And it doesn't matter where you are in your journey because it's your journey. Mm -hmm. Stop comparing yourself to other people's journey. It's your journey. (laughs) It's so true. Something that I told my students in class the other day is we were, it was tough. It was such a difficult workout. And I feel that through something physical, you can actually heal a lot of things emotionally and spiritually, which is why I've been super drawn to fitness. But we were doing a really tough circuit and I noticed that people were kind of like frowning and scrunching their faces and there wasn't any joy happening. It was just like, this hurts. (laughs) But I just reminded them, I kind of took a pause and I was like, remember, it is not about how fast you're going. It's just that you're participating and doing it and appreciating all that you are capable of right now. Find joy in that. Find joy that Mm -hmm. you, you can be in this moment However fast or slow you're going, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It just matters that you're participating, that you are present. Mm-hmm. Showing up 100%. Showing up 100%, whatever that looks like for you. It's different for everybody, and that is the most beautiful thing in the world. So stop comparing yourself and your story, your journey, the nitty-gritty, the beautiful, the celebratory, stop comparing it to other people's journeys because there's literally only one you. And that- Wait, wait. Not everything on Instagram is a reflection of real life? What do you <laughs> like, mean? Believe it or not. <laughs> Guys, it's people's highlights of their life. Literally, the highlights. They're not going to like show you a picture of them depressed on the couch because mm-hmm. they missed their alarm. You know what I mean? Like They're not going to show the lowlights. So don't compare their highlights with your entire life because you're only seeing a fraction of it. Absolutely. So guys, you are listening to Joyfully You podcast and thank you for joining. You know, uh, Jordy, how can people stalk you, follow you, play with you? Like how can people connect with you? You're so cute. Um, Instagram, follow me at Jordy.Whitaker. 
um, for fitness stuff, wellness stuff, life, and all the other things in between. And yeah, and if you guys are ever in Shell Beach, California, find her. She has some amazing classes available that she's like ready to work through it with you. Yes. So, you know, if, if you guys are native to California and you're in the area, hit her up. She's on Instagram. And thank you guys for joining us. You know, if you are really enjoying this episode, feel free to rate it and leave a review. Your guys' opinions and your feedback really, really does shape what I do and really helps with what I do because I want to make sure that messages that we're giving are always serving you guys to up level in your life. And maybe that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean your job, but your own emotional healing, your own spirituality. So you are listening to Joyfully You. I am Kelsey Lowe and we've been blessed to be with Jordy Whitaker here. Mm. And do you have any, what, any like final things that you would say to that one girl that maybe she's having a hard time looking in the mirror, Mm. you know, especially you working with people with health and their, and their body image. What would you say to her? Tell yourself right now, I love you. I love your darkest moments. I love your happiest moments. They have all brought me to where I am today. Celebrate every single piece of you and literally look yourself in the mirror and say, you are good enough. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are capable. And I love you. Ah, There it is. Guys, have a wonderful day. I love all of you. And catch us on the next episode.